Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, episode number 270. It is your boy, Celeb, back again, joined by my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend, Bolts. What's up, bro? What's going on, guys? <laughs> I'm like, demonic possession! <laughs> what's uh, up, speaking man? Speaking of demonic possession, you and me both just so happen to watch The Nun last At the night. same time. At the same exact time. That's so crazy. Weird. That is really I crazy. I hate that movie. Why? Like, no, I like I like it. Right. But fuck that movie, bro. Hey man, the demon Volok, it's uh it's it's uh he he's something else in the I, in the whole biblical oh lore, man. Oh my god, bro. I'm telling you, I was not feeling it, dude. It was like I am not impressed. Bro, like that whole first scene, I'm not gonna ruin it for anybody, but that whole first scene, like the window opening uh-huh. and stuff, I'm like uh-huh. What are you doing? What's going on, guys? Oh my god, man! I don't watch movies like that. So when I do watch them, I have terrifying nightmares all night. I can't wait till we're, we're going to go see that uh, the, the one that come out is coming out in the theaters. The stories they tell in the, in the dark. Oh my god! Cannot bro. wait, I bro. Hope, I listen though. I <laughs> hope if it is scary that it's like scary like really scary right. not like gimmicky like uh-huh. oh my god wow look at that i got you because i remember i had those books i don't know if you did but i had those books and they creeped me the fuck out like the main thing that creeped me out was of course the stories creeped me out but like the artwork that was in the books yeah oh Disgusting. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping it's going to have some nice, nice jump scares and stuff like that. Real so. suspense, real like right there. Um, I hope it's not like the uh, like the like the 1980 gory, you know, like yeah. Hellraiser stuff like that. I, I love Hellraiser. Don't get shit twisted. I love Hellraiser. I know, what but you're uh, but I want that more that ah, you yeah, know? yeah, up in your face, <laughs> right? Boom. Um, well, guys, uh, we are back again for another episode. Uh, I hope you are excited as we are. Um, and it is the week of QuakeCon. We're leaving for QuakeCon. Actually, if you're listening to this now, we're probably already at QuakeCon. Bolt is like, oh, I'm not. I'm like, yeah, okay. Anyways. Well, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we uh, we should be at the event now. So if you're tuning into this, definitely make sure to check us out. Cineleaks.com for some of the latest and greatest geek news, movie news, and gaming news. And also our coverage from the event. Um, so we're going to be doing some awesome coverage. We're really excited about that. But with that I'm being said, I'm not covering anything. Yeah, you will be. What? You'll be covering yourself up to go to sleep. The night that I'm gone. Yeah, it's going to be sad though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into uh, what you've been drinking and what you've been gaming. I'm going to go with myself first because I haven't really been doing much of nothing recently. Um, drinking, Slacker. I'm telling you, drinking wise, um, I haven't really been drinking anything. Um, I had some actually the other night, me and my boy Jesus, uh, we had a couple of beers and we had some, uh, well, I had a couple of beers and we had a couple of shots of fireball. So that was nice. Um, and then, um, gaming wise, I have been playing a lot of Mortal Kombat 11, uh, getting, trying to get as good as i can to try and beat my boy jesus <laughs> it's just not possible uh, i've also been going in and playing some prop hunt call of duty um and getting myself ready for wolfenstein young bloods uh which hopefully we're going to be doing a review for very soon um so bolts what about you bro what have you been drinking what have you been gaming uh drinking wise a whole lot of much and nothing 
Man, I'm on this cranberry juice kick. And maybe it's because I've mixed it with my vodka and I just got hooked onto it. But man, I drink like a tub of cranberry juice every like every other day. Were you at the liquor store yesterday? Yeah. I saw you there and I'm like, that's not bolts. Okay, but that was bolts. Uh, I don't know why. Yeah. But like, like I looked at your car for like a second on right. the I was like, no, that's not. Yeah, bad. no, I had to get some absolute lime, which um which is really good with my cranberry. Oh, yeah. it's so delicious. So delicious. So delicious. Um uh that's what I've been mainly drinking. Yeah. Um but I have been playing a shit ton of Elder Scrolls Legends. I finally uh, finally got to 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 level three on the ladder. That's that's my hash ranking so far. Um I'm I'm running with the dragon deck. Uh absolutely love it. You know the sad part about it sometimes for the, the dragon decks to work, you have to buy time yeah. in order to get some of your higher cards in there. And so I, you know, I'm out here. I'm throwing guards out, boom, 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 and they're getting destroyed. I'm getting, you know, every so often I'll lose like thirty to one because I don't have enough cards come out. Yeah. But then I'll turn around and say boom, and I'll I'll, de- I'll defeat someone who's got thirty health, and I've got like three health. But then I'm able to just to, to lay out all my dragon cards and wipe the, the board clean, and and before you know it, it's it's two to zero. <laughs> Damn, really? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's 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 insane. I fully love it. That's the main. Re- that's one of the main reasons why I miss. I'm. I'm really gonna miss quick calling. I know. I know, man. I remember. Go- I was actually. Uh, I did a video. I, I hadn't even posted up yet, but I was talking about how you and me set last year watching the the Elder Scrolls Legends um, esports like semifinals, and it was some crazy shit. Man. Yeah, I was. I, I got into it then, and I was hooked. Hook line and sinker, and yep. then your boy lets you down. Yep. It's okay though. We love each other. We do. I do love you deeply. Um, anyways, guys. So uh, that is it for drinking and gaming. Um, but that is not it, of course, for the podcast. This podcast. Has been I would really by- suck if it was that it <laughs> for the podcast. Right? <laughs> a, a, what is that like a four minute podcast? All right, guys. It's right. a microcast. Um, <laughs> this right. podcast has been brought to you by Second Opinion Productions. Gaming is our passion, and podcasting is our profession. Also brought to you by Cinelinks.com. So definitely make sure to head on over to Cinelinks.com and check out the great. Great content we have over there. We just did an amazing coverage of San Diego Comic-Con. It was Ben, Rob, um, well, BC, Rob, and Jay, and also uh, Jordan uh, and Matt. Jordan, well, I think Becky helped as well. There was a good chunk of people helping. I can't give a shout-out to everybody because, of course, I have memory problems and I can never remember everyone's name. But I know I have to say this. Jordan, you worked your ass off, bro. You posted so many articles. It was crazy. But that's just how Jordan does stuff. You know, he's amazing. Um, But another reason why Jordan's amazing is he also runs a charity called Real Outreach. You definitely need to make sure to check it out. We did our uh, charity with the Girls Incorporated um, in up near the Dallas area. Um, And they went and saw the Lion King. They got Pops that Funko uh, delivered to us. They got the... The movie theater, a uh, big section of the movie theater, like rented out and stuff to where they were able to go and watch this and get popcorn, uh, you know, candy, have a big night at the movies and do something that a lot of these girls haven't really had a chance to do in a really long time. 
So uh, definitely make sure to head on over to realoutreach.com for some of the some of the the more a little bit more information on the charity and uh, what Jordan uh, usually is trying to get across with this. You know, basically with with this, it's a a lot of people consider this a, a luxury, but to give a kid a, a chance like this to escape their very serious problems that a lot of us don't know about, give them a chance to go to the movies and just have a relaxing night. Um, you know, this is a really big um, thing. It was a big thing for me whenever I was young. I'm sure it was with you as well, Bolt. So oh, like, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it was so uh, magical going to the movies at a younger age, man. Right. Hey, we're going to the movies this month. Oh, my God. You yes, know? Yes. So, uh, but definitely make sure to check out realoutreach.com. So, video games coming soon. I only have two on here. Last week, we listed a couple more, but the big games coming soon. We got um, Wolfenstein Youngblood, which launches in just two days and actually launches early for PC tomorrow or tonight at 12 o'clock. So definitely make sure to check that out. How do you like them apples? I know, right? And then Control, Remedies Control comes out August 27th. So make sure to check that out as well. Um, Remedy has got some good stuff pumping up, man. They just got back the rights for Alan Wake. They've been wanting to make Alan Wake 2 for quite some time. I I read that the other day. I was super excited. (laughs) Bolt's just like, yes, please. I need another Alan Wake. (laughs) Fuck that game. It's okay, bro. It was good. But fuck that game, right? Yeah, but fuck that game. (laughs) Uh, What was the other game? There There was Alan Wake. What was the one that another one that they made? Oh, uh, you! Why do you do this? To I don't us? know, bro. You do this to us all the time. You're like, what? What are those games that that one guy made? Because I can't ever think of right I off top of my head. I can never think of. It's Quantum Break. That's what it was. Oh yeah, they yeah. use they use that actor from the. Uh, he was like he was like um, the guy from X Men that froze things. <laughs> Frosty. Yeah, there you go. Frosty the snowman. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, I didn't ever play Quantum Break because I wasn't really... I don't know. I just didn't look like something I would be into. Um, but, I mean, it got good reviews from what I remember. So, um, I don't know. Anyways, uh, Quantum Break. What else did they do, bro? They did... Uh, Max Payne. They did Max Payne. They did Alan Wake. They did the Alan Wake American Nightmare DLC. Yeah. Um, um it's really pretty much it right off the top of my head. Yeah, they did some games earlier on too, but I don't think those are really you know, that spectacular. Yeah. Um, but I will say I love Max Payne one, two, and three. Are you kidding me, oh, man. man? When when they first introduced that the the bullet time and the original Max Payne oh, and the great. story so of great. Max Payne. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was amazing, and um, to be honest with you, I still think Max Payne Two, by far one of my favorite games to ever release. Max Payne Two was just, oh, absolutely, was great. absolutely. So, uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump down into some top <laughs> gaming <Jump>. news. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing there. <laughs> Anyways, all right, so um, topic number one, over 550,000 digital copies of Crash Team Racing Nitro-Fueled were sold in June. Wow, bro. 550,000. I know this absolutely excites you. Absolutely excites you. But. What? Oh, that's it? That's it. That's all I got. It does excite me. Um, (laughs) According to the latest Super Data report, more evidence is 
uh, pointing to the kart racing game Crash Bandicoot, or well, Crash Team Racing Natural Fueled being an utter success, selling over 550,000 digital units during June 2019. Get that, bro. Just during June. Yeah. The game didn't even release until like the second week of June. I know. That is huge. Oh my God, that's so big, bro. I mean, that is really, really huge for, for Beanox and Activision. Um, it's it's reached over 1 million players on PS4 alone and had the best launch month in the entire series. Based now, on now, the, now, now, when they say series, do they mean like Crash Bandicoot games also? I think they mean just like Crash racing, racing? games because there's been like six of them. Okay, like okay. Five of them. Because um, I was just to say, if, if that's of the whole series, that's, pre- that's pretty impressive. Hang on. Let's see how many exactly crash racing games um there's been it's been one week since you looked at me you don't want to sing that bolts uh how many races you are ridiculous okay there was team racing uh, then there was Nitro Kart. Then there was uh, Tag Team Racing, and then Nitro or Team Racing Nitro Fueled, uh, which Team Racing Nitro Fueled is basically a mixture of like all of them. Yeah, something like that. Like all the levels and everything is kind of a redux of everything. There but you go. Anyways, uh, that's huge numbers, bro, for a racing game. Uh, I, I'm just I'm shocked by it, and I do have to say big shout outs to Beanox and Activision. I was very humble uh, and and excited, humbled and excited to find out yesterday that my review score was featured in the Accolades trailer. So pretty well, awesome. There you go. Yeah, there you go. One hundred out of a hundred from Cinelinks, right there in the middle, baby. Boo boo. Anyways, um, but I love 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 the game. I'm still playing it to this day. Me and Dara are trying to unlock as many uh, as many skins and stuff on the Grand Prix as we possibly can. So, um, but we are very much enjoying it, and I, and I have to do. I can only say huge congratulations to the Beanox team and you know Activision for doing so amazing on this. Um, by the way, this article is sourced from PlayStation Lifestyle. Joseph Yaden is the one who wrote it. So, what's up, Joseph? How you doing? Huh? How you doing over there? Um, <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot, bro. I'm the stage of my doing? daughter's wedding. What are you doing? You, you didn't show up to my daughter's wedding, Joseph. All right? I don't know what you're doing. Um, topic number two is pretty crazy. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11's Nightwolf DLC release date may have just been leaked. This was done by Brianna Reeves of PlayStation Lifestyle shortly after NetherRealm's creative uh, director uh, kind of teased some footage for Nightwolf, a listing appeared on Nintendo's website for the DLC. The listing specifically can uh, specifically said that you can get uh, the, I guess, the pass for up to 25% off. And it also said that it was coming to pass holders August 13th. And the reason why I think this is for sure not a typo or anything is Evo 2019 is happening on August 2nd and August 3rd. Yes, it um, is. And Mortal Kombat will be one of the games there. So they're obviously going to showcase, you know, they're going to release Evo trailer for, for Nightwolf, um, which I am totally excited for Nightwolf. I can't wait. The The character pass, or at least character pass one, looks 
great, bro. With uh, Shang Tsung already being um, already being available now for everyone to enjoy. Then you have Sindel, you have Nightwolf, you have Spawn, and you have two more characters that have not been announced yet. So, and, and of course, the rumors the rumors of those are Ash <laughs> Ash from the Evil Dead. Yep. Which I would absolutely love because if they use his voice acting oh and and his entire demeanor yeah. from the Evil Dead series and even Army of the Darkness, yeah. oh my gosh, it would be amazing, it, amazing. And of course, the other one is the Joker. Yeah, that's right. Um, I only hope they add the Joker if there's going to be fatality. I, I don't think they would even remotely uh, right now, I, especially in a, a a strictly Mortal Kombat game. If they couldn't let the Joker, that's why I think it would be only be the Joker. He's the only cynical sinister one that would be able to do some some Crazy damage fatalities you know? or something yeah. yeah because that was a problem in injustice you know like you had yes i know <laughs> you you had these characters that you couldn't do anything and also in like mortal kombat versus dc universe mm -hmm. no fatalities like you had fatalities for mortal kombat characters but dc characters couldn't yep come on man i mean just do it Maybe, uh, you know, DC, in, if, if y'all let them do these fatalities, maybe you will realize, you know, what fans want. Exactly. You know, <laughs> I mean, you, know, so, you, know what, you know what would be really cool? If they if they took the Joker and copied it off Heath Ledger's Joker, he would live through video games. I don't games. know, man. I, Come on, no. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Heath Ledger's Joker. I started thinking about... Um, What's Jer his name? Jared Leto. Jared Leto. No, no, it had to be Heath Joker because he he's that is that one's nuts. Yeah. So, so. Um, yeah, Heath Heath Ledger's Joker was amazing. So, um, but uh, I, I'm very excited to uh, to of course see anything new out of Mortal Kombat 11. Any new characters, whatever, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, I would love, 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 love to go to QuakeCon this 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 weekend and then come out and be like oh just let you know here's a trailer for a game that's not even here it's like the doom slayers coming to mortal Kombat. that would be amazing but no, no. i don't think it's happening no as as cool as that would be i would be very shocked if it happened so bolts topic number three i want you to kind of talk about this and um it was a little bit of an interview with with gear online wp or uh -huh. whatever um and cd project red they made a comment recently saying that you know cyberpunk 2077 will include religion and they're not going to avoid any topics but then they came out afterwards and said you know kind of clarified everything um in this interview so um do you want me to read the interview first and then you give your opinions yeah or? go ahead okay go so ahead. uh we'll just say geo geo asked uh, you mentioned religion. Does it still exist in the cyberpunk world? Uh, CD Projekt Red said yes, and in many forms. As I mentioned, our vision is somehow based on somehow based on the real world, and religion is a very important part uh, of that latter society-wise. In our game, you're, we're going to see uh, an example of Christ, uh, an example of Christianity and different branches or religions from the East. Uh, G.O. went on to ask, sounds controversial. Someone will enter a church uh, to cause chaos. Sounds like someone could enter a church to cause chaos. Um, CD Projekt Red said, we don't want to avoid religion as a topic. Um, uh, try, they're basically trying to make the world as authentic as possible. Technically, in that type of situation that you mentioned, it is possible. 
But this is all about the choices made by the players. We don't encourage the players to do so. In our quest, which involve religion themes, we make sure to not disrespect those religions. So, with that being said, the game is a fully open world game. So, I mean, if somebody did want to do something like that, I mean, obviously it would be their choice. The government could find them and then... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Uh, bolts. Do you like the option of them? Uh, do you like them adding like real world religions, maybe even real world topics into the game? The um, absolutely. I re- I really do. Um, it, it, it's going to give another authentic feel to the game. It's going to be able to let you dive into the game more. Um, you know, it's, it, like in this in this article, it says the uh, the continuity of the world. Um, it it just religion is, is is a big thing everywhere um it's you know it's some, some things people grab a hold grab a hold of to you know um and it, it's just another aspect of, of of bringing the cyberpunk world to life um gives you just just gives you that extra that extra lore that extra extra storytelling and and as as far as as the uh saying that you know, if if you add a church in there, then you'll be able to go to the church it calls ruck, ruckus and havoc, and and just start murdering, you know, priests and stuff like that. You know, as much as I'd hate to say it, you know, it is just a video game, more more or less. That's all it is, guys. It's a video game. Um, I'm not saying that I'm going to go into a church and destroy and kill a, a priest and, and cause havoc. I'm just saying that if anybody does it, that's their own prerogative. Um, we we don't have any right to tell anybody how to play their video games how they want to play the video games if they want to be a, a completely sinister fuck then that, that's what they want to do you know um as far as as far as 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 them putting anything in almost anything they want into this video game um it's not gonna hurt it it's not gonna do anything to it um if anything it'll help drive sales a little bit more um so you know in, in a big open world video game where anything and everything is available to you is nothing but a huge selling point whether it's just a small a small fraction of religion or a or, or 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 something else you know because you know it says it's going to include christianity you know it may have hinduism buddhism islamic um hell it may even on some parts of the city they may even have voodoo i mean you know that, that that's borderline satanic uh, worship, you know. Well, shit, so, whatever. I mean, exactly. So know. it it's it's, it's going to be it's 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 just going to add more dynamic to the game, to the world, and it'll just be something else for you to look at and gaze at. Exactly, and I think uh, we'll all enjoy our time there. And if you go into this game and you see some religion that you don't like or whatever else, and that is what stops you from playing this game, then what then you do is you hit that eject button, you go back and you trade it in for thirty seven dollars at GameStop. Yep. And then you buy something else. That's right. A hundred percent. And it's like what you said earlier, bro. Like, you know, there's going to be multiple religions in the game. There'll be Christianity, you know, sadism, uh, Buddhism, uh, you know, whatever. Right. The Muslim no, faith. I, absolutely. Atheism. And, and, and it, it, like I said, it, it'll add, add more dynamic to the, to, to the setting, to the game world. And I wouldn't be surprised if you're running around that damn place and you find you find you some, some small little cult. You know, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's just part of it, man. And they just want to try to make the world as realistic as possible. So, um, I'm very excited 
that they're adding this type of dynamic to the game to make it even seem more real um, and more engrossing, I guess. Something that's going to just pull me in. Absolutely. Topic number four is pretty crazy, man. I'm I'm actually really excited about this. Me and Bolt didn't know this was going to be happening, but um, this is cited from PlayStation Lifestyle as well. So definitely make sure to check them out. Call of Duty Modern Warfare won't feature three-lane multiplayer maps. According to Taylor Kurt... What did I say? Kurosaki. Kurosaki? Man, I'm butchering stuff Did you go Kurosaki? Um, <laughs> I do have to say, too, if you have been listening to the podcast and things have been a little echoey, I do apologize. I just noticed there was a, there was a thing that my mic was doing and now it should be fixed. I don't know. Possibly. We'll we'll have to see. I don't know. We'll have to. Maybe. Maybe. Hey, maybe it's one of those mystery May- things in Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> maybe it It'll is. Be part of the maybe lore. it's all about religion. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Back on the topic at hand, what we were saying, the <laughs> the uh, um, the native director of of Call of Duty Modern Warfare did say in uh, a Twitter post or a Twitter reply to someone that. The multiplayer maps will not be three-lane natives. No, so, no. It said it won't only feature. Oh, it won't only yeah, feature three-lane three multiplayer. Lane, which is a good thing um, because I didn't think about this until this was brought up. But yeah, like there's a lot of maps now that you'll you have literally three lanes through every map. That's it. That's it. You you, you have and and the three-lane the three-lane maps is something like where the fighting takes place most of the time. Yeah. You know, whether it's in the center or the far right at one spawn or the far left at one spawn, that's usually where the fighting takes place. And, you know, you die and then you run back to the one area. You die and you run back to the one area. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hopefully, uh, from what what is being said, these new maps are going to be kind of, like, um, untraditional. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of crazy. Maybe not even – some of them don't even have – Maybe they just need to make a maze. I'm down, bro. I'm so down. <laughs> like, like the Goblet of Fire from Harry Potter. That's like one of the maps. <laughs> Goblet of Fire DLC coming to Modern Warfare. I think that's the reason why I actually like Battlefield 5. Playing online with Battlefield 5, there's not lanes. No, Like, it's, it's just, just an open world. Yeah, it's just like, you know, Russia, and you got to find somebody to kill. What? Because it's so big. Oh, my God, yes. It's so big. Very true. But it's, yeah, like, in Battlefield Five. there's a lot of times, like, I'll just play online. Everything's chill. Everything's fine. There's no, like, I don't always go back to that one area. Because right, I'm right. always getting end up running into somebody throughout the big maps. So it's very more open spaces. And hopefully that's going to be the case in Modern Warfare 1. <laughs> I was supposed to say something. You're like, you know, um, I don't ever go back to that one spot because I'll end up running into someone on that big map. And I was like, well, yeah, unlike Fallout 7. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew I was going to get it in there. I hate I you I so much. Get it in there, dude. Um, <laughs> anyways, but uh, yeah, man, um, I'm very excited for this announcement, and I think it's actually going to very much improve the multiplayer aspect of the game. Oh. It can definitely improve um, all of the the overall like multiplayer aspect of Call of Duty, having like a new unique style of map. Oh, I hands think. down, so, hands down, absolutely. Kind of more open. That's all I want, dude. I want like a Battlefield Five. Yeah, but style I don't map. want like these big ass fucking maps. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is like you know, just like a they're like 
I guess I didn't even realize it until I saw this article about like the lanes, but there are lanes, mm-hmm. you know, like in border uh, in Borderlands and in, in Battlefield Four. Yes, uh, there's a lot Borderlands. of Borderlands. <laughs> Feel it, <Yeah>. love it, <laughs> let it be you. <laughs> there's a lot of the maps that do have lanes it, that it, because because it, and they do it for a reason. So there's there's pretty much nonstop action because that's what Call of Duty is really known for yeah. is is the fast pace. Non-stop, not not you know, non-stop action in your face. It's just like the uh, off World War Two uh, Call of Duty, the the map shipyard, you know, where it's got it's got like the uh, the shipping crates in the middle, and then <laughs> yeah. it's like you, you take one step, pow, 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 you die twelve times. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I think th- that's what Call of Duty goes for. Um, you know, of course, now with the aspect of of not just having the three the three lane maps. Um, we'll 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 be we'll be entertaining as well. Are you a little worried about it though? Um, as long as they don't make the damn things super fucking huge. That's yeah. the only thing I don't like about it is whenever you spawn, you're like, "Hey, let's travel 15 kilometers <laughs> and find someone." <laughs> yeah, I understand. Uh, but we'll see. But you know, in that perspective, they would put 64 players in a map. So Conquest then, made. then you have a battle royale. So here we go. <laughs> here we fucking oh go. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, next topic at hand, uh, leaked emails reveal that EA is ready to playtest its new Plants vs. Zombies shooter codenamed Picnic. Are we not done with this yet? Plants vs. Zombies? Yeah. Hell no, bro. Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, bro. I, I know. I know. You love it. You, you, you would dare love that it's shit. It's so good, man. Um, so this was sourced from PlayStationLifestyle.net as well. Make sure to check them out. Emails leaked on Reddit. Um from Electronic Arts uh, stating that the company is ready to playtest a new Plants vs. Zombies shooter. Not to be confused with the recently announced mobile game Plants vs. Zombies 3, the upcoming title is codenamed Picnic and is being developed by the team behind Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. The email reads, Hey Plants, for, uh, Plants and Zombies, getting involved in the community playtest program for a chance or get involved in the community playtest program for a chance to be invited to the upcoming playtest for the new plants vs zombies shooters codenamed picnic made by the team and uh that created plants vs zombies garden warfare the picnic closed alpha will be uh will give registered players a first glimpse into the game you don't want to miss out please remember that this is a confidential playtest that requires you to be a part of the community playtesting team sign up at the link below <laughs> so i'm sure there was a lot of people that possibly followed that link and signed up because the link was shareable um so i don't know Maybe your boy Sleb accidentally went over there and already signed oh, you're up. Ridiculous. So, uh, but this is very exciting. This is very exciting. It's really crazy to me too because I went and played Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare two the other day, and it's still really well supported, bro. I mean, there is a lot of people online that play it. The gameplay is still very crazy, chaotic, and fun. Um, and I'm really excited to see what this new one is gonna be. Um, if it's going to have the same style of gameplay or if maybe they're going to try something new with the series. Um, Bolts, I'm guessing it's too kiddie for you to play or something like that. You're like, it's too kiddie. I'm going to play that. Um, I, I saw the first game. Didn't like what I saw, so I never played it. So I, I really don't have any feedback besides the fact that the matter is that I've never really played it. So You should. It's really fun. I'm, I don't know if you realize you know, that I have that imp. 
little. Yes, I know because I went up to buy it and it was gone. It was gone. Mass Effect. Yeah. And I've, I've, I'm, I'm still don't know why I don't have it in my possession. Because it's mine. I, I still don't understand <laughs> why. I remember a couple of years ago, I actually lost a little clear plastic thing that goes under it, so I had to put a Jenga stick under it. The whole why, why are you changing the subject? Anyways, <laughs> so, uh, uh, but I'm very excited for this, man. I hope, uh, I, I hope there's a possibility. I don't know, maybe there's a possibility your boy Celeb gets in, uh, plays it, has fun. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just a you know stranger in the dark. Apparently so. Now, I will tell you this. Plans vs. Zombies. I love the desktop version. Get away from me. The, dude, the, the strategy behind it is awesome. Ugh. You're okay with Plants vs. Zombies, the stra- the, the desktop the mobile st- version the of the strategy, game. Yes, the strategy behind oh it is what God, I loved. Bro. You're ridiculous. How dude. am I ridiculous? This is a shooter. Okay. It's a game that had Mass Effect shit in it, and you didn't even give it a chance. I didn't know it had Mass Effect shit until I saw that, actually. Really? And, then, and then I still didn't all it play is it. Just, all it is just a skin. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right. So I, I'm, I'm really excited about that. Now, this one is pretty cool. Pretty cool news right here. Shadows of the Empire and the Empire Strikes Back are receiving their limited run, uh, limited run releases very soon. Now, limitedrungames.com is a company that re-releases a bunch of old classic games with like new box art or they release... Um, new games like indie titles and so on and so forth on uh, you know different platforms or in with like their own box art. Um, really cool. They actually have released multiple new games on old consoles like Sega, Nintendo, and much more. Um, but uh, if you are a fan of Star Wars and had an N64 back in the day, you know that Star Wars Shadows of the Empire was a fantastic, fantastic N64 game. That which it both was, loved. Which it was so very much so. Yes. Um, Limited Run Games has already announced at E3 that it was uh, planning uh, on doing a partnership with LucasArts and releasing these games. But now it has been officially announced that those two titles will be coming out July 26th. That is this Friday, people. So head on over to Limited Game, uh, LimitedRunGames.com and check it out. Um, there is a ton of different versions that are available. They actually have one version that has the five games that are all being released, and it's a total of like three hundred bucks, I think. Really? Um, but it's all like it's like Empire Strikes Back. It's um, you know Shadows of the Empire. Another version of Empire Strikes Back. The Game Boy version of Empire Strikes Back. So I got you. if you're a big you. Star Wars fan, you're definitely probably gonna want to pick this up. And so. and you know you know I actually played Shadows of the Empire on the PC before I played it on, played it on the. Oh, 64. did you really? Yes. <laughs> Whatever, Mr. PC Master Race. Um, all right, guys. So we're gonna. I need some quick... RTSs on the console. Speaking of that, yeah, I'm just that saying. would be really nice. I'm just saying, Command and Conquer: Tiberian Wars was Where fucking amazing. I don't know. Anyways, go ahead. What's the other one that we said was coming back soon? Uh, what? What? Oh, uh, Warcraft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vanilla Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Sorry. Totally off subject. Y'all. It's okay. Um, we're going to take a quick music minute break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about all the amazing Marvel movies that are coming out in the next two years. Talk about the QuakeCon 2019 schedule. And then in our discussion segment, we're going to talk about the age old question. What makes a story driven game a story driven game right here on the second opinion podcast. Welcome to the 
Alright guys, we are back again. Hope you enjoyed that music. Uh, we always do. Make sure to check out our peeps over at uh, Tech Industry. Oh my god, I am blank today, man. I have my my excitement of being off from work and uh, excitement of uh, you know not having to... Um, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying right now. <laughs> what are you I was- talking about, bro? <laughs> I was gonna joke. I was gonna joke. I was gonna say not having to worry about bolts bitch at me all weekend while we're at QuakeCon. Oh no, you're getting text messages, <laughs> homie. <laughs> Don't oh get shit twisted. If I have to, I'll send Matt some too. He's like, motherfucker. Um, all right, so I use the camera, man. San Diego Comic-Con <laughs> just happened uh, a couple of days back, uh, ended this past Sunday, and man. Oh man, was there some major announcements about the Marvel Universe? It was alright. Oh, okay. It was alright. <laughs> Bolt is like, I'm gonna be in line for every one of these when That's they come That's none of out. your business, that of my life. Alright, so phase four of the Marvel Universe has been announced, and first up we have the Black Widow movie. It has finally been announced. It's coming out, I think what, twenty twenty? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Um, then we have the Eternals, which is coming out, I think, November of 2020. We have Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is a Disney Plus uh, TV series, which is coming out. You know, you should have really put the dates next to those. Why no, we were... right. I'm just letting you know. I'm not really worried about that. Oh, you're not? No. <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, Failure. Uh, all right, so... We have um, Black Widow, which is coming out May of 2020. Then we have Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is a Disney Plus uh, show, which is coming out fall of 2020. The Eternals, which is a movie that has Angelina Jolie and many others in it, uh, coming out November of 2020. Then we have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is a new movie coming out February of 2021. Now, Shang-Chi is actually going to be based around that real Mandarin from 
the Marvel comic universe, not the version, not the weird version. Iron that Man was in two, Iron Man two the or actor. three or whatever. Oh God, it was horrible. <laughs> um, then you have WandaVision, which I'm very excited about. Yeah. Comes out um, on Disney Plus in spring 2021. Then you have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which is going to be a horror movie. Nice. And they're saying is set right now to have an R rating. So I, hell yeah, I props am, to you, dude, Marvel. I know, right? I am very excited about that to see where they're going to take this. Now, then you have Loki, uh, which is a Disney Plus show coming out spring in 2021. Then you have the animated series on Disney Plus, What If, which is to where they'll change a lot of the things that have happened in the MCU to see like exactly what would happen if that'd like, be that's that'd be cool. That'll oh, be yeah. cool, it's man. It's gonna be awesome. Like, oh, what if uh, you know, what if um, Thor never became Thor? There or, you go. You know, what if Spider Man ended up becoming Wolverine? That's stupid. Anyways, um, <laughs> Disney Plus uh, show or the last <laughs> Disney Plus show, Fall of 2021, Hawkeye, which can't say I'm extremely excited about. A lot of people. What are you talking like, about? It's I'm, a guy with a bow and arrow. I'm just. Don't we? Him. We don't have enough of those. Yeah. Robin Hood. Robin Hood. Yeah. That arrow. Arrow. <laughs> any any other ones? Walking Dead. Daryl Dixon. Uh, Crossbow bitches. Then uh, something else I'm actually really excited for: Thor: Love and Thunder, which is coming out November of 2021. If it's anything like Ragnarok, I'm gonna be excited. But do you know what it's about? The love of thunder. No, think. The What's thunder a, love. What happened to Thor in the comic books recently? Because I oh, know bro. you didn't. I, I, I don't. I don't know. Anyways, okay. go ahead. Who's Thor's girlfriend? Natalie Portman. Okay, no, Natalie Portman will be Thor in this new movie. Oh, but she's basing it on the character that was portrayed in the comics when Thor lost Mjolnir mm-hmm. and she ended up taking up Mjolnir. She ended up in the comics. She had cancer, severe cancer. She took it up and she was a pretty fucking badass chick. So, and this is the same director from Ragnarok um, and is said to have the same theme and style and everything as Ragnarok. So I'm excited about it, man. I'm very, very excited. And of course, Last but not least, we can't forget about two things. First off, the new relaunch of the Fantastic Four. Uh, I said two things. Let's see if we can get it right this time, guys. Yeah, the relaunch of Fantastic Four. Um, Captain Marvel 2 and Black Panther 2 are being worked on right now. Um, Then you have the relaunch of X-Men which is crazy. Think about that. Relaunch of X-Men. That's a series that's been going on since 2000. Right? When was the first one? Man, yeah. It was no, so- actually, what was it? 99? It had to be earlier than that. 98? You're like 94. I'm like, no. 98, I think. Maybe 99. Go ahead. Go ahead. Anyways, so um, the X-Men series is completely relaunching. And then the announcement of... A new Blade movie. So fucking crazy. And Wesley Snipes will not be playing Blade, which is even crazier. Right. You, you know, the Blade movies were 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 were, were good. Don't get shit, don't get it twisted. They were good. Um, I really, really enjoyed the first Blade movie. Mm-hmm. Um 
Blade Trinity was okay. I can I could withstand it because Ryan Reynolds was in it. Yeah. It was fucking great. Um, <sighs> Wesley Snipes was 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 a good blade. Um, I'm really 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 concerned of what I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Marshall or whatever. Yeah. Ali. Um, I, I'm really concerned how he's gonna be in Why? this. I don't because I, I don't I don't I don't see him as. I just don't see him as a who superhero. I can see him maybe oh, as a as a as an anti-hero, but I, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I'm just I'm just a little on on edge. I still think it's gonna be good. I just I just don't know yet. And the first X Men came out in 2000, by the way. Really? Yes. In with two. Oh, okay. With Rebecca remains stainless. Mm. Anyways, go ahead. Anyways, but I think it's gonna be great. Um. Uh. I think that, um, let's say this. I think that Wesley Snipes was perfect for Blade when it first came out. Yeah, it was you absolutely know, mid '90s, early 2000s movie, or like late '90s, um, uh, early 2000s movie. But uh, I always say is, I, I, of course, I do because I'm I'm horrible at, at reading. But um, Mahershal. Mahershal Ali. Yeah, I, um, I think he's going to be great because I loved him as Cottonmouth and Luke Cage. Oh yeah, no, he no, that's, that's what I'm saying. He fantastic. was great. He oh, was yeah. great at that. Yeah. yeah. I don't, as far as like the superhero way goes, I don't. I just don't know yet. That's all yeah. that is. We'll see, man. If you, if it, they do it right and, and maybe yes. get him trained and. I, I think I think it really it also needs to be rated R if we're gonna oh get, yeah, yeah it yeah. better no be no fans or but it better be because yeah. because Blade was was great for for the for the gore R rating it, yeah, yeah. Um, but, oh I was gonna tell you did yeah. you did you actually watch the Blade series what do you mean there was a series called uh, you, Blade that you, was it was way it was after, an animated one uh, no no it was it was it was live action it was pretty crappy. When was this? Oh, yeah. Oh my God! Wait a second. Blade series. Yeah. It was. It was pretty. Pretty her- horrific. Um. When did that come Blade, out? Blade the series. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. That came out in 2006. Yeah, I heard it was horrible. It was. Bro. It was so bad. Yeah. It was so, so bad. That's totally understandable. <laughs> um. It was on the Paramount. What was what? Paramount Network. Mm-hmm. Feel bad for these people that were in this. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, man, I don't know, dude. I mean, I think that it's gonna be good. I do too. I think I really it'll do. be really good. I I can understand your concern because uh, Wesley Snipes was just personally, in my opinion, he was like that was one of those characters that you look at and you're like he was made for that character. Absolutely. Like he was perfect. He did, for he did that a great character. job. He did a really good job. Um, even though the third one was, you know, it was okay. The, the first and second one was just fantastic. I love the first one. Oh yeah. Um, but anyway, so with that being said, um, we're going to move into, uh, one of our last topics, um, at hand and it is about the QuakeCon schedule. Oh man. What, what does our schedule look like? <laughs> I fucking hate you, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna break this bottle over your head. And I'm really excited about what we're gonna be doing. Yeah, yeah, you should be excited about what we're doing. <clears throat> Anyways, awkward silence. Just to let you know, it's because I'm not going. That's why he's getting <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right, so the QuakeCon Year of Doom, day one is just registration. BYOC, uh, BYOC is open. Tabletop is open. 
All the food trucks are available. <clears throat> First day of the Quake World um, 1v1 Community Tournament. Uh, and also, um, they have a couple of actually community tournaments. It's Doom 2, ESO, um, and the um, Nuclear Winter Tournament as well. Um, so... On Friday, that's when everything's really start ramping up and kind of getting into the the main stage of you know what QuakeCon is all about. Outside of just the BYOC, it's also about finding out uh, the most possible stuff that we can about some of the upcoming uh, some of the upcoming games coming out of Bethesda. One of the biggest things, of course, is if the they show if they show new shit about Doom Eternal, I'm going to be pissed. Why wouldn't they? Exactly. So you know I'm going to be pissed. No, you should be pissed off if they show off something about Starfield. Don't fucking... Don't even start what? with me, Caleb. <laughs> don't you stare. Oh, my God, bro. If that Sky Elder Scrolls... If they show anything angelic about Doom Eternal, your ass is mine, bro. <laughs> I love you, bro, so much. You don't even know. Um, so... Oh my god! Yeah, exactly. See, uh -huh. karma's a bitch. <laughs> karma's a bitch. You can't find your fucking schedule now. Um, hey, on a sad note, you know Rucker Hauer uh, from Blade Runner? He died today. Who? Rud Rudker Hauer from Blade uh -huh. Runner, from the original Blade oh, Runner. God. Yep, he what? died. What? Yep. How is that? How did I, he die? Uh, oh, it, you don't even have the information. No, I was just say his breath left his body. Is <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's how. Uh, That's why I don't take you places, bro. That's why. So, no, this is why you take me places. Um. All right. So the QuakeCon schedule. Um. What is happening on Friday? There is going to be at 10 a.m. Uh, there's going to be two things going on. Uh, the Quake Championship. Pro League competition starts in the eSports Elder Scrolls Legends Master Series. Quarterfinals and semifinals start at 10 a.m. 11 a.m., the QuakeCon Year of Doom keynote starts. This year's keynote will include information about uh, QuakeCon, details on Bethesda games, and a special look at Doom Eternal with its Software's Marty Stratton and Hugo Martin. Um, 12 p.m., 12 p.m., the... A really cool panel, 25 Years of Doom, uh, Doom's influence on the video game industry, um, which will start immediately after the keynote. It's going to have a, a bunch of uh, people from Machine Games, Bethesda Game Studio, and more to talk about how Doom has changed the video game industry in the last 25 years. Um, 7 p.m., there's going to be a Slayer's Club Mixer, which is going to be in the exhibit hall uh, at the Doom Eternal booth. If you are part of the Slayer Club, uh, then head on over there. If you're going to be at QuakeCon, you'll be able to get a chance to like just check stuff out, drink the new Doom drink or something like that, whatever. Are Most you part of that club? Huh? Are you part of that club? Uh -huh. Fuck you, bro. You can easily uh, join it. I'm done with you. Uh, yeah, but I can't go because I'm not at fucking QuakeCon. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> Anyways, so Master Pancake Theater, um, sponsored by Papa John's. I'm, I'm not going to be able to go. Um, to this, it's going to be at like 9 p.m. I'm going to be spending time with the wife and kids. But um, what is uh, they're finally doing uh, a Master Pancake Theater over the Doom movie with The Rock. So it's going to be a really good 
uh, funny time uh, for all attendees. Um, then you have the DoomCon speed run, which is going to be uh, at 10 a.m. on Saturday. Come watch the fastest player race through. Fastest players race through games like uh, Ultimate Doom, Doom 2, Doom 64, Doom 3, and I bet that Doom would be awesome to watch. Sorry, it was a flash drive. Oh. I bet that shit would be awesome to watch. It probably will be. You can watch all the stuff that's going on at QuakeCon on a live stream. I Thank you, you so much. <laughs> Panel, uh, our future continues. What's next for Fallout 76? Team leads Ooh. from Bethesda Games Studios will discuss what is to come of Fallout 76. Um, and I'm guessing they're going to kind of go into more detail to some of the stuff they announced during E3 this year of the NPCs and more stuff like that. That, so. that would be awesome if they, if they gave it a little bit more detail about exactly what NPCs, kind of what storylines and stuff like, like where that. where they're going to be. You know, additional, you know, the additional stories and quests and stuff like that. You'll yeah, be able to- that would be nice. I agree with you. Uh, Knee Deep in the Doom. Join id Software developers Marty Stratton and Hugo Martin for the live gameplay demo of Doom Eternal. That is at 11 a.m. Um, and it will show... A, an actual live demo of the game compared to a pre-cut um, gameplay demo. So um, then uh, Evolution of ESO. They're going to talk about how ESO has changed over the last few years. 8 p.m. on Saturday is going to be the QuakeCon community block party. And then on Sunday, you're going to have the finals of the Quake uh, Champions Pro League. So very excited for the, the event overall. Um, and uh, we're going to have some... We're going to have some great uh, content from the event there for you. Um, I'll be doing my walkthrough as I usually do uh, of the event. And I'll also be doing, um, we'll be doing a couple of interviews that we have set up. Uh, I'll be doing my reaction for, uh, to some more doom gameplay um, and some other stuff as well. So um, very excited to be a part of QuakeCon once again this year. And, Love you guys very much for always supporting us. So, all right, with that being said, we're going to get into our discussion segment. The age-old question, what makes a story-driven game a story-driven game? So, Bolts, you and me over these last few weeks have kind of been getting into it on a consistent basis. Oh, my God. Either, either offline or online about mass effect and god of war and what consists of what an actual story driven game is um so now let me tell you uh, something before we get into this discussion this a lot of this is based off of a comment i made about god of war uh where you where, where you battle the stranger for the first time <laughs> where you going bud oh uh, you're talking about uh yeah where, where you battle the stranger the first time and they were like hey uh uh, the the dude, we'll get, it, yeah, it, it was, was gameplay. It was gameplay. The dude was doing it on the hardest level, and I simply said, "It's not hard to do. All you got to do is smash the same buttons over and make sure you get your timing right." And then I open a fucking can of worms, apparently, about how God of War is the amazing, the best ever, and Mass Effect is just this other game that you do the same thing. And I just, I don't, I don't understand. So, anyways, that's where all this is coming from, well, basically. It's not just that it's not just that let's let's get that let, let, in the words of, of bolts don't get shit twisted don't get shit done twisted don't get shit twisted it's not just that it also has it cuts down to the fact that 
Bolts really does talk about Mass Effect a lot. I do. Um, I do. And I kind of want to talk about what I feel is a story-driven game. Um, you know, I don't feel an open-world game is a story-driven game. I don't feel like if you just like, oh, well, hey, here we got this open-world game. You can go here and there and do all this other stuff. Cool. Okay. Like, if there is no story to that open world, I don't care how many side quests there are. Right. I mean, I don't, like, I'm going to tell you right now, bro, this is so going to be fucked up, and I know you're going to hate it. Oh, I'm going to laugh. Laugh, go. I feel that way about Borderlands, bro. Oh, I absolutely. I, I No, like, no, I absolutely agree with you. Like, I don't feel, I feel that, that Borderlands has a good story. Oh, see, I, I, I. But, but it's convoluted. In the aspect of, and this is no trash towards the game as a whole, but it's convoluted in the aspect of like, I think the craziness and the over the top aspect of the game really waters down the story, bro. Hands down. You are absolutely correct. You play Borderlands, you play Borderlands for one, the weapons. Yeah. Two, because it's it's completely over the top, high octane, just blow shit up. Three, the motherfucking characters. The characters in Borderlands are some of the best personalities you will ever see and meet in any game. <laughs> whether it's Handsome Jack, whether it's Brick, whether it's a Scooter, whether it's uh, Moxie, whether it's fucking um, my favorite, Tiny Tina, or hell, even Mr. Torque. Some of the best personalities and character just driven, just on, on screen is just... That's why you play Borderlands. You don't play Borderlands for the story, by all means. It's got a decent to halfway. Okay, okay, you got these vault and aliens and stuff, and you need to get powers and slag. You can make weapons to burn and freeze and, and corrosive. You know, that's, yeah, that's all there and, and whatnot. But you play the border, you play Borderlands for three reasons. The guns, the high octane, and the motherfucking characters. And that's it. See, and that, like, to me, that just turns me off of the game. I understand, man. You know, like, I, it's not the fact that I don't... I totally understand the wraparound of that series. Mm -hmm. I totally understand why people are like, oh, my God, it's so crazy. Because, oh, wow, it's got, like, a ton of comedy. Man, look at the different, like, crazy look to the game. Look at the crazy, like, oh, a billion guns. You have all this. That's awesome, man. And I'm not hating on it. Right. But it's just, like, that's not a story-driven game to me. No, I it's, mean, it's yes, not. Yes, yes. There's story in the game. That is just a first-person shooter. That Like, there's story. Okay, I understand that. Please, please, somebody, like, I want people to comment on this, bro, so bad. So we can have actual discussion. And, and the sad part shit. about it, they have nothing to argue with you on this. They have nothing. Zero zilch. You don't think so? Uh, no, 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 because because there there's, there's, there's a fine, thin-line storyline of Borderlands. And of course, if you play Borderlands, you're going to get the story. You're going to be like, oh, okay, well, that's neat. That's cool. Kind of somewhat interesting. You have a million and a half zillion tons of side missions. Some of them are completely dumb, you know. <laughs> so, uh, you, and, and, and it's just, it's so much fun. And, and Borderlands wasn't built just necessarily for the story and stuff like that. Borderlands, I, in my opinion, was built for a multiplayer action. I mean, because the more people you have play... The harder the games are, the better loot you get, and the bigger, better the baddies are. Yeah. So, yeah, Borderlands story is that's yet yeah, now. Yeah, I can't. I just can't get into that. So, like, when I think of a story-driven game, I think of something like, I think of something like Skyrim, um, that has 
that is not just only an open world. Skyrim has everything. It, it has everything I've ever wanted in... It has everything I've ever wanted in an open world game. Absolutely. It has... Not only does it have crazy-ass, really deep stories, it has... It has... The, the 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 aesthetics to go along with it you even, know even like the when, side quests and side missions the stories can grow deep yes go yep. super deep yep. there's still things right now that i played skyrim the other day and i've never seen uh -huh. I, I have said that on the podcast so many times there are things that you will that i probably will find in skyrim until the next elder scrolls comes out absolutely um and that right there to me is an engrossing story driven game now god of war Let's talk about that. God of War, I believe, is a story-driven game in a different perspective. I think it is when when God of War first launched, um, it was kind of one of the first like really, really like ultra-violent. Before we before we start this, what what connects you to a story? Um there has to be um there has to be some type of like heavy emotional connection with, like with me and the character. Okay. Um, so like no matter the emotion, either, you know, sad, happy, angry, something that connects that I can connect with that's happened before in my life, something like that. So like, you know, when I think about like, you know, this is going to sound super no, psychotic, you're, 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 but like two series that I think about with like anger and, if there's ever a time I just want to take out my anger on something, it's God of War or Doom. Like, those are games that I can play and just let all my fucking anger out into and just, like, feel totally refreshed afterwards. Like, the Doom series as a whole, I really do feel like I can, I can go in, play it, destroy all these demons, and just be like, afterwards, I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, it's like sex, bro. It's like sex. Like I play, I play that, and afterwards I feel so relieved. I'm like, oh my god, bro! So it's it's like <laughs> it's like God of War. It's like I play it, and I not only not only do I get the, the the revenge anger aspect of like the Doom Slayer, but like with God of War, you know, I'm like I'm rev I'm I'm this is revenge. Like these dudes fuck me over and they did this and this and this and blah 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 and I do that but then I also have that emotional connection with like the new God of War to where he's like listen I've made a lot of bad mistakes in my life you know sometimes I still have to do what I have to do to protect my my own but with that being said you know I know that I, I have fucked up and right. I'm trying to fix it you know so that's my like, if I can get that type of connection in a game, that's something that's so different. And to be honest, I'm going to tell you something that total honesty, bro. I kind of had that connection with, like, Uncharted. But to be honest with you, I think I more or less liked the Uncharted series because I was, like, a total PlayStation fanboy when it first came out. Like, when, play when Uncharted 1 and 2 and 3 and 4, they are great games. They will go down to some of the most beautiful games in the history of gaming. Plain and simple. There's nobody that can argue that fact with me. But, you know, Nathan Drake, um, he, he's a great character, but I feel that I have seen his character before. Mm -hmm. um, like, the, I constantly 
connect him to Indiana Jones on a consistent basis. Oh, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. I, there obviously had to be some type of connection with him, you know, or you know what I'm saying? Like, no, not absolutely. even if it's an actual official connection, but, um, cause Indiana Jones was that type of character. It's just like in the scene, uh, of, um, what is it? Is it Temple of Doom? No, it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. And yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, when he runs into that crowd and that dude pulls his knife out mm-hmm. and he's like slicing away or whatever else, like that scene to where Harrison Ford pulls his gun out and shoots the guy wasn't even supposed to happen. But they had said that like Harrison, like originally it was planned that it was going to be this big fight or whatever else. And Harrison was just like, what if I just pulled the gun out and just shot him? <laughs> you know, right. so like, but that I think that's exactly what happened. But I may be wrong, maybe miscued on some of the information. But that type of character, you know, was like I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. He yeah. just decided to do it. But then I think about it now, and I'm kind of like, wait a second, Indiana Jones was a lot like Han Solo. That's on how Han Solo was. And then I think about Nathan Drake, and I'm like, Nathan Drake was just like a copy of both these characters. Um, but. It was a good game, but I can't say that I had an emotional connection. I, although I did think it was a great story-driven right. game, I wasn't into uh, Uncharted uh, Lost... Uh, the Lost Legacies? Or Lost something. Legacies. Yeah. I wasn't into it. I mean, I don't think it was the fact of it being, like, you know, two new characters... Or, well, not two new characters, but, like, female lead characters. I just... I don't know. Like... Dara loved it. Dara thought it was fantastic, but I don't know. I think it was because there were so many other games at that time, and I just I was like I played this so many times. Yeah. It's the fifth Uncharted game I yep. played. So, yep. what about you though? Like, what's something that no, really no, connects my, my, you? My biggest thing about story driven games is it they they need to be deep, and they need to go on and on and on. Like they're like it, when you get done with the game, you need to be like, okay, I want to know what happened before and what's going to happen after. The lore has got to be deep um and and the second if not the biggest the biggest of it i want that emotion i want that emotion connection with all my characters with every character that i play with um and that that just adds a whole because once you get that emotion once you get that connection that that understanding that what what these characters are going through or or even if you somewhat kind of relate to them um, like, don't get don't get it twisted. I can't relate to Commander Shepard. I'm not saving the galaxy from, you know, the destruction of a of a race that comes every fifty thousand years. I can't connect and relate to that. But not just him, but everybody else around him, the emotions that they are going through, that they've been through, is is is, is it just it, it brings those the stories of them, the backstories and the future stories, so much deeper and so much clearer. Um, so it, it's that, 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 that's my biggest thing. It, it, it could be the worst, the worst graphics of all time. It could be whatever it, it, it's and, and sometimes that story, if it, if it connects, it connects and it keeps you. Um, so definitely, definitely the, the backstory, the lore, the deep connection, the, the emotion connection and, and, and how, how, how far. In the future, this story can continue, and how far it was, it, it started before I even got to it, you know. So okay. Um, so with that being said, though, like, what do you think? <clears throat> if you were to if you were to change anything in the industry as how story driven games are perceived, 
What's something that you would possibly try to change? And I don't. There's not much. I, I don't know if I would change anything because some companies are some companies and some and some writers are going to be able to write stories. Some some people just aren't going to be able to produce them. Um. And you got to you 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 know for like for for instance you know Gearbox, Gearbox can put out some put 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 out a, an amazing series as far as a first person shooter series, you know. Story's really not there, you know. But you have everything else, you know. You have the guns. You have this. You have a, you you have you you have a bizarre psychotic connection with all the characters in those games. Um, so, it, you, you know, I, I don't necessarily know if you can change anything or if I would change anything because you because writers are going to write the way they write. Yeah, you know, developers are going to develop the way they develop. Um, it's it's hard to change though. You just got to find the right developer with the right writer, and then you have a masterpiece. Like whoever the hell wrote Skyrim, them and multiple writers with Bethesda. That's a match made in heaven. You know, Bioware and EA with um, uh, I think her name is Karen is the one who wrote who who, who is the lead writer behind the Mass Effect uh, series and books. Match made in heaven. Stuff like that, it, you know, you just got to find this and this and this. There's really not much we'll ever be able to change about the stories. We just got to find which stories will always interest us and keep us connected. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, I think if there was anything I would change particularly, it wouldn't be anything like drastic. But I would say, you know, as a story-driven game, I feel that I don't think somebody can really come out and say, you know, oh, well, this is a story-driven title. Um, you know, my, I know this is like such a stupid pet peeve. I hate it when someone, when a company comes out and says, this is a story driven game. Um, you know, you play through this and do this and do this, but that's not the full story. There's more DLC coming out later on by our season pass. Uh-huh. I fucking hate that, bro. And, and nothing against the company that we were talking about just saying, they're like Borderlands, uh, with Gearbox, um, you know, or, or any other company that brings out story-driven DLC. But, you know, I just, I, f I can't help but feel that we're getting screwed over in that perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't help that. I would rather the game launch at, like, $79.99 and know that I'm getting the full game experience than a year later them announce, say, hey, there's more story DLC coming out later right. on. And, and I will say this now. You know he's talking about DLC of Borderlands. Now the border, the, like the Borderlands, the Borderlands, Borderlands Two had like seven DLC expansion packs, which but all it, them weren't on like main story, right? No, no, no. They, they, they all had their separate little little storylines. Yeah, exactly. Now that uh, they're going back to Skyrim. Skyrim, I think, had three or four DLC launches. Was it was it something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. But. When you played the main game, you had so much backstory and lore off these, off off these other, of these other side quests and these other side missions and 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 you know and this DLC brought those stories to life. That's yep. that's definitely okay. You know when you got the side missions that you're like, man, I wonder where the story or where this timeline went, and then you release the DLC. That's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I said, yeah. You said, and that's what I'm saying is like with with the Skyrim DLC, it all kind of connected to a story that you've already built. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You were the Dovahkiin, yes. and then you know, uh, you know, whatever his name is, 
I can't even think. Not Mafarat. Um, the original Dovahkiin. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the original um, Dragonborn uh, came out, which was the Dragonborn DLC. And then they had, you know, the other one that was kind of not really connected to the main story, but it was like a, you know, the vampire one. And right. They had all this other, and like, I, I, I thought they were great because it built off of a story and, and a world that you already knew, you know, <clears throat> and, and that's not knocking anything from like Borderlands. Uh, but I just feel that like when you push it too much, then you're kind of fucking over your consumers to an extent, you know what I'm saying? But like, then you have companies perfect for instance, and I'm not just bringing this up. I'm not just bringing this up because it's about to launch out, but you have companies like Bethesda and machine games that worked their ass off on a third sequel to a new relaunch of the Wolfenstein series. You have Wolfenstein Youngblood coming out on the 26th, okay? And it is a first ever co-op version of Wolfenstein that is one of the biggest Wolfenstein games they've ever created that looks utterly fantastic, that finishes up the story of the new version of that storyline, and and it launches at $29! Yep. Twenty nine ninety nine. You should a round of applause to Machine Games for for releasing a game that is a new game, one of the their most exciting titles they've ever released at twenty nine freaking dollars. And it's supposed to be one of the biggest titles they've ever released. Yeah. And and you know, and <laughs> we're getting we're kind of jumping back and forth, but still going back to the Wolfenstein at twenty nine ninety nine. Just how much do companies jack up the price? Exactly. And this is another thing, too. Like the deluxe, digital deluxe edition, okay? Any company out there, any company out there could easily, with the digital deluxe edition, it comes with all this stuff. comes with BJ's original, you know, uh, exoskeleton suit and all this other crap. You know, oh, there's a Doom suit and whatever else, which I'm fucking excited for. Cool, awesome. But guess what, bro? Instead of putting another twenty dollars on that title, they put ten bucks, thirty nine ninety nine. If you want it, pay ten dollars. Yep. So all these people out there that shit on Bethesda and shit on this company or whatever else, and say all this other stuff about them, come on, dude. Like this shows right here, the Machine Games Bethesda, they care about their fans. They're launching a new Wolfenstein game that looks to be one of the best in the series and is co op for twenty nine bucks. Yep. You can't fucking beat that. And that right there is another reason why I do always gravitate to id Software and Bethesda for their story-driven games because they really fucking care about their fans. They really care about their fans. Tremendously. QuakeCon has been going on for almost 20-something years now, bro. And why do they put it on? For their fans. That's for the it. first time ever. First time ever this year they're having QuakeCon London. Yep. The first ever QuakeCon to be across seas. They did it because the fan base in that area is so large. They were like, hey, man, we can't skimp out on these people. Come on, man. So, shit. Other companies, get your shit together. Be more, be more like these studios. So, uh, great podcast, man. Always great to do a podcast with my boy Bolts. Um, shout out to everybody that tunes in. Please make sure to check back at very soon for more uh, content from not just QuakeCon, but review of Wolfenstein Youngblood uh, and more videos very, very soon. Bolts, I love you, bro. <laughs> Start putting in his nose. Uh, hey. Yes. Enjoy your fucking self at QuakeCon this year. I will, because I know you actually really mean that.
I do. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>